Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 mama. Welcome back to the podcast, Nutrition for Littles. I'm so excited you're here. Um, Today, I'm just going to be chatting a little bit, just a little chat for you. I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of sneaking veggies in. So I hear this all the time where moms are like, oh, it's so great, this recipe, and it's a great way to sneak veggies in. Or they'll say something like, I make this smoothie and it's delicious. It tastes like strawberries, but I snuck in some veggies or like sweet potatoes or maybe it's spinach or something like that. And it's this whole idea that we have to sneak certain foods. So just right there, like mentally speaking for sneaking, it means that you're trying to like pull it over on someone, right? Like you're trying to trick them. You are keeping it a secret. Or maybe the whole idea of sneaking it into them, like you're instantly setting it up for a mental, um, like a mental shift for your child to know that veggies aren't something they can openly like in public, it has to be a secret thing. It has to be a um, something that's snuck in. So as soon as they find out that you are sneaking veggies in, they're going to immediately create a hierarchy of food in their brain saying, oh, my mom has to sneak veggies into me. And that's even like a situation in an environment that we are setting up for them. We are basically saying and putting out into our world and into our family that, oh, my son won't like veggies on his own. I have to sneak them in some way inside the marinara or inside here, inside there. So I know that historically and culturally and all this stuff in the media, we love to make fun of the fact of how kids hate veggies and how difficult it is to get them to eat veggies. But I want to remind you that this is with good reason. So some kids, if veggies are treated like any other food and given the ample opportunity and the way in which we present the food, like it's no big deal if they eat it. We literally do not have a crazy reaction of like, yeah, way to go. You ate veggies. I'm so proud of you. Like all this stuff. If we don't do that, it doesn't create a hierarchy in them. So for some kids, veggies are like no big deal. Now, when veggies are difficult for kids to learn to like, it is with good reason. Veggies in general are a hard harder texture for kids to understand. Um, They are rougher a lot of times, more fibrous. We honestly, as parents and as people, we don't know how to cook vegetables well. Like, have you ever had like overcooked asparagus? Gross. Or steamed broccoli until it's like a pea, gross, green, yellow. It's disgusting. But have you ever had like 
delicious broccoli. Like I cannot stop eating it. It's so good. Like, for example, this is a long time ago, but we went to the spaghetti factory. I think they're all over and they make this broccoli. That's like incredible. Like I think it's got like butter and olive oil and Parmesan cheese and breadcrumbs and like it's so freaking good. I can't stop eating it, right? Like we have to learn how to make veggies more enjoyable in general. Like we're just not good at cooking them. And I put myself in this category as well. It's taken me some serious time to get good at cooking veggies. So of course they're harder for kids to like. Then couple that with the fact that our parents are trying to sneak them in or make a big deal when we do eat them or force us to eat them in order to get something else. Like three more bites of your broccoli and then you can have ice cream. Instantly, that changes the hierarchy in their brain of veggies, bad, but I have to eat them to get something good like ice cream. So we're constantly creating these environments actually. And I know it's it's kind of hard to like take responsibility of that. And I'm in this camp with you as well, but it really is the way that we present them, the way that we talk about them. So it makes sense, right? That when we are sneaking it in or when we are making big deals about it, our kids naturally resist. This is true of anything. This is why reverse psychology works really well or, um, you know, getting them really excited about something really silly. And toddlers love that, like just chasing them to the car. They get excited and get in the car right away versus like, come on, get in the car. You have to get in the car. You have to get in the car. We're going to leave. We're going to leave like all this stuff. Right. Like that's the setup that we create. So. I just want to remind you that sneaking veggies in, the problem is not putting veggies somewhere where they're unexpected. That's not the problem. The problem is the environment we set up around that. We are purposely trying to deceive our kids into eating more veggies. And again, the goal is not to eat to get them to eat more. The goal is not to force feed them or surprise them or, you know, sneak them in or, you know, get these nutrients in a way that we have now tricked them into eating them. The goal is to create independent eaters, ones that enjoy vegetables and are interested in eating these foods and eat them to a um, an amount that feels good for them in their body. So, There's no problem if you're sneaking veggies in, quote unquote. There's no problem if you're putting, let's say you're dicing up mushrooms really small and putting them in your marinara sauce or putting uh, cauliflower in your smoothie. That's not the problem. The problem is the mindset of sneaking it in or surprising them or not telling them that it's in there necessarily like lying, right? Like if they're like, "Mm, this tastes a little different and you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the exact same. I don't know. Nope. Nothing, nothing to see here. I don't know. Look somewhere else. Let's go do something else. Right? Like that's where the problem lies. So I, I want to be really clear here. Absolutely. I put veggies into a lot of things you wouldn't necessarily expect, but I have really good success with my kids specifically eating veggies because I let them be a part of it. My son knows that his smoothie has spinach in it. Oftentimes he puts it in there himself. He gets excited about grabbing handfuls of spinach and putting it in there. He knows. Now at the end, the end product, you can't see spinach necessarily. Sometimes it's a green smoothie, but you can't necessarily see it. But I'm honest with him about what's in there. So here's a clarification I will make. I'm not saying you have to voluntarily tell them every single ingredient in everything that you make. No, absolutely not. A lot of kids do not care. But if they're asking about it or if they're in the kitchen or, you know, as they get older, especially like you want to be open and honest with them. If they ask you directly, do not lie, because here's what happens. If you lie and they find out you're lying, you instantly lose all trust and all like credibility at the table. 
Okay, so the biggest thing that we can do for our kids is create a safe environment at the table. It's no longer safe if you found out your mom is lying to you sometimes, right? Like it's no longer safe if you open up your peanut butter and jelly sandwich and there's shredded carrots in there and you go, mom, what's this? And you say, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing there. What are you talking about? Or you've tried to cover it up, but you build trust when you say, oh, I put some shredded carrot in there. What do you think? Is it crunchy? Is it sweeter? What it, you know, what does that kind of taste like? Um, would you like to do that next time? You know, and offering it. So this is like really building the trust and uh, credibility with your child. And all of this to say, this is all important. It's important for them to feel safe at the table in order to get them to eat more foods. It's 100% important. But also when you do need to say no to things or when you do, I don't know, whatever that situation is that comes up that you have to do as a parent to keep them safe, to keep them healthy, to keep them whatever, then they trust you. If you have broken trust before around the table and they have to take a vitamin because maybe they're, you know, deficient in something or they, um, you know, maybe they're allergic to something and you have to say no to something or you're all out or whatever. If you've built up a history of lying to them or sneaking to them or surprising them or whatever you want to call it, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to take the vitamin. They're not going to believe you that it's all gone because you say it's all gone, but then you cave and give them a little bit more, you know, from a secret stash that you had or whatever that looks like for you. So you want to build really true and deep trust and uh, safety around that table. That is super important. And I cannot stress that enough. And for now, I also, if you're sticking with me here, um, I want you to imagine this happening to you as a full grown adult. So let's uh, take a scenario here. So imagine that you were eating at a friend's house and you had told them ahead of time or they asked you like if they were really thoughtful, they were like, what do you like? What do you not like? What's this? What's that? And um, you tell them, oh, I, I don't like mushrooms. Okay. And then you're eating their enchiladas and you're like, oh, these are really good. These are delicious. And then you spot a mushroom in there and you go, Susie, is this a mushroom? And they say, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a mushroom. No, I wouldn't put, you told me not to put mushrooms in there. And then at the end of the meal, she tells you that there's mushrooms in there. And you're like, Susie, what the heck? Why would you lie to me? Would you take more food from Susie next time? Probably not. Or maybe in our adult frontal cortex side of our brain, we're able to say, oh, well, I didn't think I like mushrooms, but I really like that dish. So maybe I like mushrooms now. Kids are not that developed yet. Okay. They cannot shift the focus into their frontal cortex and make decisions out of that experience. I know that's what we want them to do to be able to say, well, I thought I didn't like spinach, but this smoothie's delicious. And now my mommy told me that there's spinach in there. Therefore, I love, I love spinach now. That's not how they think. They are not that logical, as I'm sure we can tell by just looking at their behavior for a minute. They are very much very instinct based. So what they feel instead of, oh, now I must like spinach, they think, oh, now mommy's tricking me. Now I'm not really sure what's coming when she puts a smoothie in front of me or when she puts this dish in front of me. Another example for you, and this was not on purpose, but I remember very clearly going on a mission trip when I was younger, we got served what was called stone soup. Now, I did a little research into it because I didn't know if this was like specific to that area or what, but stone soup is like a very general thing. Like to every culture, it means something a little different. Well, to this culture in stone soup, they serve things like pig intestines and cow stomach and cow tongue and all these really unique meats that I was not prepared for. So I was eating the soup and then halfway through a friend told me what was in the soup 
And I totally, A, did not believe him. I was like, no way. And then I found out that it was true. And I was like, okay, I'm no longer eating any food coming out of that kitchen ever again. And I stuck to like my PB&Js. Like we are in a situation where if I would have known ahead of time what's in there, maybe I would have been enticed to try it. And, you know, I wanted to maybe experience something new. But having already eaten half the soup and then finding out, I felt sick to my stomach. I felt uneasy. And now this is an extreme example for me because those aren't foods I necessarily choose all the time. But to a kid, literally carrots could be as scary to them as cow stomach is to me. Okay, so I want you to remember that kids are still learning. They don't come out of the womb knowing the thousands of different varieties of food that we have on this planet and what to expect. They are literally learning. So carrots might be the first time they experience them or the 50th time they experience them versus for us carrots, we've been, it's thousands of times over the period of our life. They are way less comfortable with certain foods that you and I see as totally normal, but that's because we have years of experience with those foods. Anyways, I just wanted to have a little chat with you guys about this idea of sneaking veggies in because, and not just veggies, this is anything. So I'll give a personal example of when I fell into this trap. My son doesn't like chicken. He still doesn't love chicken, but he knows that I serve it, but he doesn't love it. He especially doesn't love it if it's like a large piece of chicken that we're cutting up and eating, right? Like hunks of chicken. Well, I made chicken Parmesan. And when he asked me what I was serving, I said, oh, it's Parmesan. I didn't tell him it was chicken Parmesan. I just said Parmesan. And he ate it and he said, oh, this is delicious. This is so good. And then I told him at the end, I said, actually, bud, that was chicken Parmesan. And he goes, chicken, I don't like chicken. Mommy, you know, I don't like chicken. He got so mad and was so hurt and so offended. And that's when I realized like, oh, this isn't really working long term. I think I just did more damage to his relationship with chicken than if I would have just been honest with him and let him not eat it, right? Like if I would have just told him, oh, it's chicken Parmesan, he could have been like, oh, I don't like chicken. Why would you serve me chicken? And then choose not to eat it and eat the other safe foods that I provided. Or maybe he was like, oh, I don't like chicken, but this looks interesting. Maybe I'll take a bite. Mommy and daddy are eating it. Hmm, I don't know what I think about it. I'll try it. So I think like there's a lot more trust that would have happened if I would have just been honest with him. And I do wonder if I like set back his relationship to chicken a little bit, but it's okay. We're working on it. He's gotten much better. I just know that whole hunks of chicken are not his thing. So I serve it sparingly. I still do. Um, but we do more ground chicken, shredded chicken, things like that, um, that he's more apt to try try. So just wanted to give you that analogy because I am not without fault. I have totally done this before, but I just want to remind you and let you know that we want to have that ultimate goal of building trust around the table so that they feel safe because when they feel safe, they will try new things. Okay. We need to build that foundation of safety and they need to feel like they're in some sort of control. So again, the issue is not putting veggies in places where they look hidden. The the issue is purposely hiding them from our kids and not being honest. You don't necessarily need to volunteer the information, but of course, if it's a conversation, if they're in the kitchen, if they're asking about it, be honest, be be open with them and let them be a part of it. And I think you're going to be kind of surprised with the results in that. So, all right, mama, thank you for listening and I will see you later. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes.
And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama dot and dot me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd dot com. Until next week, mamas. 